You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I'll be speaking for a moment, defining the inner circle of friends. Defining your inner circle. I'll be speaking a few truths concerning leadership. If you want to lead, the time for you to be a spectator is over. You can no longer be a part of the crowd that only comes to church for fish and chips and fish and bread. This is warfare. I say this is warfare. We have a real enemy and he is the devil and it's not your brother. Jesus made it clear in Matthew 23, 11, If there's anyone that aspires to be great amongst you, he must be the servant of all. I can tell you now, there are two things that I can attribute to if there be any success in Jerome Liberty. There are two things I can pinpoint it to. Number one, it's my seed. I will sow, a friend of mine said, Jerome, I have never seen somebody sow like you. You are a reckless sower. Hilarious. And if any of you want to go to a higher level of sowing, you've got to be drunk. Drunk in the spirit, not drunk with liquor. Sober Christians can't sow. You forever calculate, this is my need, and this is what I need to do, and this is my shortcomings. But when you are drunk in the spirit, you've got to be drunk to sow. I can also attribute since my youth, since the age of 14, when I said yes to Jesus, the days of sliced bologna and brown bread, real poverty, not what you call poverty, a shortage of data, (laughs) and they have an expensive phone. Real poverty is when you have sliced bologna and you lift it up and you still can still, still see the sun through the sliced bologna. But since then, I have been addicted to serving. You'll find me along before the church starts and I will be the first one and I'll be the last one to leave. One day, they said the musician didn't turn up. And there was an accordion in front. And they said, anybody here that can play accordion? My father said, oh God, may Jerome not walk forward. (laughs) And when he opened up his eyes, I was already in front. (laughs) And I've only had a few lessons with tape on the accordion, standing in front of a mirror, trying to help myself. But now the occasion has come. It's time for me to serve at a higher level. That which I've practiced in my closet is ready for public consumption. And I picked up that accordion and I missed about half of the notes, but I was there passionately and I was committed. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) And I saw a few people crying. I didn't know that they were sad. The musician never turned up, but I was, and I just pulled that accordion with all my might. And since then I've been moving with my accordion from street to street, just proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your next assignment in the kingdom of God, most certainly you must equip yourself. Most certainly you need to spend time in the word and the word needs to manifest through you. But listen, you cannot do it watching Christian television in a goma goma seat. You'll have to serve God passionately 
and you'll have to develop your gift and work your gift through serving. You'll be amazed how much you can learn through ushering. You can look at people and see that they are heavy laden. This one had a breakthrough. This one is going through a season in their lives. And that will increase your intercessory prayer without them even knowing. You will know how important it is. Your service will come through a smile, a big welcome, and God bless you. It's good to have you here this morning. And that could break the ice. That could break a stronghold. That could break a shackle. And you start with serving in a car park in a manner at such a high level that they know I am welcome here, I'm appreciated here, God has got something in store for me because I've met a car park attendant that's anointed that is ready to serve. If you're going to wait for a microphone, you're going to wait a long time. There's only 52 weeks in a year and there are more than 5,000 people in this place. You're going to wait a long time. But you will have to develop your gift in the trenches. If you want to be the greatest, it's your time to serve and not to serve because the weather is good. If there be anyone that desires to be great, you'll have to serve. I want to talk to you about something that is very important in every house. It's called the spiritual DNA of the house. I can enter into a meeting and by the spirit assess I'm in the company of either chickens scratching in the dust or I'm in the company of eagles. And I want to speak to you about that importance of the DNA of the house. There are certain miracles that will manifest because of the corporate anointing, the corporate hunger, the corporate level of righteousness, the moral fiber of that community of believers that has come together. I've been in meetings where miracles has come so close, even much closer than what my faith level was at the time, because there is a corporate grace in the house that makes it available. And I need to tell you, that anointing, that atmosphere, the drinking water must be protected in every house. Sheep only grazes beside still waters. And if the waters are troubled or murky, they do not drink. And when you come to the house of the Lord, you have a responsibility to keep the atmosphere clear uncontaminated, undisturbed, so that God can do what he has assigned to do within the meeting. You need to protect the DNA. I one day was preaching here and I, 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 Dr. Allen was sitting over there and I was saying that God was going to do something and I quoted something and he said 10 times more. I said, oh Lord, help me that I've pitched myself so low. He just corrected me 10 times more. And then I preached what he said. You didn't even notice it. I preached what he said. And the whole faith in the whole assembly lifted to 10 times more. And then the altar call was made and people responded 10 times more because the set man in the house believed God can do it 10 times more. But you will not enter into that being lukewarm. You cannot do warfare in a comfort zone. 
There were times when God reminded me for prayer sessions at the most uncomfortable of hours. If you desire to be great, you do not step into greatness without breaking the alabaster flask. You do not step into greatness. No woman comes out of the maternity ward with a hairpiece and lipstick in place. If you're going to give birth to something, you will have to push even against the pain. And you will have to have great expectation of that which I'm going to give birth to will bring me great joy. If you desire to be great, you will have to serve. What's the point of attending all the classes? What's the point of covering seven years at university or Bible school and then become lukewarm? What's the point of having the anointing that drips out of your hands? You speak words of wisdom, but you're never available. If it rains, I'll go next week. Do you not know that on the other side of your obedience, somebody's life is in the balance? This anointing that is here did not come because it was available at pick and pay or Dion's. It came because somebody spent time in Gethsemane. Somebody was crucified. Somebody made a sacrifice. Somebody paid the price so that you may enjoy. Want to talk about the inner circle. In church we have the 500. Firstly, we have the crowd. It's conference and a lot of people show up and there's no time, no place for seating and they all come. But when the conference is done, they're gone. They're the next conference. Looking for another prophet, for another word. And where there's conferences, they are there. They are vagabonds. They move to and fro. They have five pastors on a Sunday morning on the internet. They choose which one is going to be my pastor this morning. It's the crowd. It's the crowd. They've come for fish and for bread. When that dries up, church is bad. What can church do for me? Give for me. What can I get free? How will they make me somebody very important? Judas was a nobody that was made a somebody and then ultimately wanted to destroy the ministry that made him a somebody. Why are you so quiet? Give me some. And so I've got to be like a tree. That's planted, 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 planted by the rivers of water. I am a tree I will produce on time. You can expect there will be fruit on my tree, not just leaves. I'm not born again for 10 years, but no fruit. I'm a fruit producing Christian. Hallelujah. 
Leadership is servanthood. Him that has not served cannot lead. Cannot lead. Cannot be trusted to lead. This is important. If a man's treasure is not with you, with the ministry, his heart is not with the ministry. The Bible says, if you can find your treasure, you can find your heart. This is my house of worship. This is where your treasure is supposed to be. We feed just on 500 children every single day. Our mobile clinic feeds, attends to at least 100 patients every single day. We've been doing this for over 22 years. Where does the money come from? I honestly do not know. But miraculously, supernaturally, we just find that God just makes a way. And how does he make a way? He makes a way through sons and daughters who was blessed by the word on a Sunday, who believes in a Christianity that where my treasure is, there shall my heart also be. Listen, a man's heart will leave a ministry before he leaves. His offering will first leave and then he will follow his offering. Stingy people cannot lead because leadership is expensive. Stingy people cannot carry a great anointing because anointing comes by sacrifice. Listen, the blind can lead the blind. Shout it loud. One, two, three. Louder. Louder. It's strange how people that cannot build a connect group, cannot build a home cell, cannot encourage people, but the day when he gets offended, then he starts a prayer group. It's strange he never prophesied, but the day when he starts that rebellious group, then he starts prophesying. The blind can lead the blind. I keep on telling the people, these prayer groups doesn't last. They start ordaining in these prayer groups also. Now you come out with that cheap Vaseline anointing, you believe you're also a prophet. Now you spell prophet wrong. And the prayer meeting lasts for another three months. Then the prayer meeting doesn't the greats. Now you don't know where to go. Now you find yourself a vagabond. Where are you going from there? To the pigsty. And you start doing ministry in the pigsty. Stay in the house. Hear the voice of your papa. Stay rooted. Stay planted. And when the winds come, you just move a little bit with it. But then you flex back again. You can't move me. I'm here to stay. You don't know me, sir. When I first came here, I was broke and disgusted. I had no family. You don't know me, sir. 
I only knew one Shabin from another Shabin. My English was messed up. But when I came in here, one altar call changed my life. I'm planted here. My life has shifted here. I'm staying here. You can't move me. Far come here with your cheap anointing. I'm planted here. Lift up your right hand and say, I will not be a vagabond. Louder. Louder. Say, I'm planted in this house. Say, I submit my life to spiritual authority for correction and rebuke. Lift up your right hand and say, there is no pigsty ministry for me. Shout it louder. There's no pigsty. Ministry for me. Say, I know better spiritual food than to eat from a pigsty. Lift up your right hand and say, Rebellion is not an option for me. Say, Rebellion. There is no anointing in a rebellion. Say, Rebellion is the son of witchcraft. Say, I submit my life. I will not rebel. Whether they correct me or rebuke me. Lift up your hands. Say, I am no Absalom. Say, Jezebel is not my name. Say, I'm anointed. And I submit to the greater call that God has for me. Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Quality friends will influence the quality decisions that you'll make in your life. One day, I went through hell. Jerome Liberty went through hell. I woke up that morning and I did not know whether I was going to see the end of the day. Everything caved in on me. I called a friend of mine in Johannesburg. I said to him, this is where I am. This is what I'm going through. I have no one to turn to. He said, okay. About four hours later, I got a call from him again. He asked me, where are you, Jerome? I said, I'm at home. He said, I'm on my way. I don't have money to give you. But I will not allow demons to destroy you. I said, what? He said, I brought you the Star newspaper. Just read the newspaper, comrade. And I'm going to sit here until you recover. He said there another day, woke up with me. I felt better. The circumstance didn't change, but I had a friend. There was a layman in the Bible. Jesus was preaching. Nowhere is it recorded that this layman had any faith, but his friends had. I want to ask you, can your friends carry your weight? 
and they made their way to the meeting where Jesus was. They lifted the roof. I'm going to ask you, can your friends lift the roof when you are not able to? And they dropped him and Jesus says, oh my God, I've never seen such faith. And he was healed, not because of his faith, but because of his friends. Joshua, Caleb, and ten others, they are on their way to spy out the land. Ten of them says, this is bad, bro. Check the gangsters. We can't move. Get out of here. Two of them says, we can overcome. Shout, we can overcome. And then, can it be that the majority of your friends on your WhatsApp groups and Facebook has no confidence in you to take the city that God has promised for you? Let me conclude with this last one. It's quite a few disciples is in the boat. Jesus comes walking on water. They thought it was a ghost. I believe the instruction was, although given to Peter, I believe it was a collective prophecy for all of them. Come. The come was for everybody. I say the come was for everybody. Peter got up and they called him man of little faith. What about you? What about the others is clinging for life? My brothers are not going to There where I come from, we say, the brothers are not going to die. Away, away, they are Look at the waves. We are dying, bro. We are going out in bags. They are going to put a big number on your toes, finish. But Peter says, this is not, this, this not going to happen. Let me walk. I wonder what it says. It's when you cop off, man. You've lost it. You're mad. No, I'm going. If he said come, I'll go. I wonder how many of your friends are pulling you back when God has got something supernatural waiting for you to happen. <laughs>